Yes, I understand. It must have been terrifying. So many unexplainable things have happened here. It is spooky season. <laughs> this Prez's favorite season. It's the last week of spooky season. Finally. Today, my attendance question was, "What was your fa- what's your favorite candy? And somebody put Tootsie Rolls, and I might just have to fail them for that. Ugh. That's what I said. <laughs> Tootsie Rolls? It's the worst. Po- Whenever I got Tootsie Rolls in my Halloween trick-or-treating bag, I tossed those things to the side. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who gives these out? Trash. I gave them to my mom. <laughs> no one wanted those. I went for the Reese's. I went for the Snickers. Right. Well, well, that's usually what people go for, but I really only like M&M's. <laughs> oh, what a freak. Yeah. Pretty sad that my spooky season questions are going to come to an end. It's for the best. It's really not, because then what am I going to do? Just give regular questions? <laughs> <laughs> like us regular people. <laughs> for today's episode, we have three students on who have reached out um, to us regarding if they had listened to the podcast. Yes, we have Sierra, Juliana, and Scott. Yes, we tried to get Hollywood Haywood on, but he's a busy man, and just, we couldn't get him to fit into our schedule. No, but next time, Hollywood Haywood, we <laughs> yeah, we got him. Right, right, exactly. Um, but yeah, it was fun to like hear the students' uh, reactions and thoughts. Just talk to them in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because all the, the three of them are seniors. So I teach Scott this year, but I don't have Jules or Sierra. Right. So it was nice to just kind of like talk to them since we don't see them really in school. They will be missed, but all of them definitely have brought their own thing to overbrook so it's been exciting to watch all of them like Jules and Sierra I've known since our freshman year wow it's been nice to watch like those two two specifically like really grow up and become the really awesome young ladies that they are and then Scott I've known since his sophomore year so it's definitely been nice and it will be so weird not having them in the building at this right. point but it's only October so there's still so much time to mm-hmm. watch them get ready for their next steps yeah um, although time has been flying I feel like it's been flying but also I still cannot like feel like I'm caught up <laughs> no like oh, next no. week November I don't know it should be July 4th right <laughs> right <laughs> So I'm like, I keep finding myself caught in this like middle, like there's no way Halloween's actually on Saturday and like teacher convention is Mm -hmm. election day or next week, but like we miss Memorial Day. (laughs) I was like setting the due date for a paper that's due for my one class and I said next Monday thinking that when I had set it on like last Thursday and I said next Monday thinking next Monday was like still October 
but I meant like, I guess I meant November because then all the kids were like, wait, do you mean in two days? And I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, oh my God, no. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's crazy. Like the marking periods winding down. Then it'll be Thanksgiving and all my attendance questions are just going to be, what are you thankful for? Every single day? Yeah, I think maybe I'll do it and then see if they catch on. That the answer should be you? <laughs> <gasps> uh, amazing. That's all she wrote, folks. That's all she wrote. We hope you enjoy what our students have to say and share. Yeah. Definitely. We hope you have a wonderful spooky season. Okay. Melissa hopes that. (laughs) All right. So we are here with Sierra Robinson, who I had the pleasure of teaching last year in AP Lang. Um, And then Miss Banner, you have Sierra this year? No, I don't. I've never taught Sierra. She played soccer her freshman year. Um, So that's when I first met Sierra. And then we've just kind of known each other through the hallways I guess really from then on out <laughs> got it okay I don't know why I thought you did have her this year well she was interested in taking my elective class but it didn't fit in her schedule so ah, right 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 she's just auditing um, it by listening to it through another student <laughs> oh <laughs> uh okay so Sierra if you want to introduce yourself with anything you'd like to share with our listeners Hi, my name is Sierra. I'm in 12th grade. I'm graduating this year. And yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> what do you want to do in the future, Sierra? Um, I'm pursuing a bachelor's in political science. I actually just got my first acceptance letter to a college this week. So that's good. Congratulations. <laughs> and then where do you want to go after your bachelor's? Um, I'd like to attend law school at whatever there law school will accept me. I'm sure many will be willing and ready to. Um, and then you have future as were your aspirations to go to a college. Is it a specific type of college that you would like to attend? Um, well, my top choice is North Carolina A&T, which is a HBCU. And for everyone who doesn't know, that's a historically black college and universities. Um, so that is yes. the type of college I'd like to attend. <clears throat> there we go. Yes. And didn't your both of your parents go to historically black colleges? Uh, yes, both my parents did attend historically black colleges and my brother will be graduating from one this year. Yes, I knew that I did. I forgot it was your brother, too, but I knew your parents did because I remember last year for one of Sierra's What's Up Wednesdays where she had to talk about a um, current event. It was geared toward historically black colleges. And at the end, you had said, my parents went to historically black college. My brother goes there and I, too, will graduate from a historically black college. So it was just very nice that you used that pathos to really persuade us. Um, so that's interesting, something very interesting. So clearly, Sierra, you're African-American then. If, well, you don't have to be black to go to a historically black college, which, but. You don't have to be black to go to a historically black college, but I myself am African-American. <laughs> yes. I wonder what the, I think you told us what the statistics were, uh, numbers wise, like how many non-African-Americans go to historically black colleges. It's kind of like church, you know, when like, 
people only think that they can attend African American church because it's different. If they're not, if they're black, they can't yeah. if they can't go if they're not black. So, but that's not true. That's not the case. <laughs> How would you know? I've seen videos. <laughs> Are you saying I can't go? Oh no, no, of course, of course you. Can. <laughs> Um, okay, so Sierra, you have been listening to our podcast, right? I have been listening to your podcast. I was listening last night, catching up. Ah, nice. Which episode? Um, well, uh, I I listened to Officer Jackman's episode. And yes, yeah. that was the one Mr. Lee was listening to the other day. What were your thoughts? Um, I thought it was it was really good. Um, I think it is important to see things from different perspectives, and Officer Giacomo is definitely really willing to sit down and have conversations with people uh, that allow you to see and maybe, like, walk in these footsteps a little bit, because oftentimes, like, we only think about how we how we feel, which is, it's right. We should take into consideration our feelings, especially as people of color, but I think it's nice to finally, like, here one-on-one from what a police officer is doing to better our country because after all they are here to protect and serve and officer Giacomo definitely he goes the mile to do that yeah right I think I'm that's why I was so happy that and we say it in that episode that we're so happy we know somebody that does go that extra mile because we have these preconceived notions of who police officers are um Sarah I did not know that your dad is a police officer he is he is a police officer um, I thought that was common knowledge, but yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know why I thought your parents were lawyers. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I have no idea why I made that up in my mind, but I, I went mean, all last year thinking that they were. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I mean, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I, I think I'm sure. I think, I, I think, I don't know. I have to fact check, you know. <laughs> Originally, I wanted to be a forensic scientist, um, and I think that job was more geared to my dad's line of work. Um, my dad's line of work did interest me, but as I got older, um, I started looking at how much forensic scientists made um, and how long they had to go to school, and then I found out I wasn't very good at science, so I found out that maybe it just wasn't for me. Um, and I took American Law last year with uh, Mr. Fryer, and I really enjoyed it. Like, I, I thought about being a lawyer when I was in your class, but taking that class solidified the fact that this is something that I really do enjoy learning about. Um, I had taken other electives, and I took them because, like, hey, my friends are here. But when I was in Mr. Fryer's class, it was just me. They weren't my friends. I was sitting down. I was learning about how our justice system was working, how it compared to, like, the rest of the world. Um and the ins and outs of the court system. And I thought that was so cool. And, and I learned so many amazing things. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. What kind of lawyer do you want to be? Um, I'm not quite sure yet. But I know that I wouldn't like to be a prosecutor. Um, just I just don't think it's my line of work. But uh, as you guys know, the EJI, the Equal Justice Initiative, that really interests me. Um, we went and saw the movie. Brian Stevenson and his line of work is pretty interesting. So I like that. Maybe something more geared towards like social justice, um, you know, providing equity and equality to all people. So I don't know. I'll figure it out, I think. Yeah, I feel like that's 
That would be really rewarding. Maybe you could be the change, Sierra. Maybe I could be the change. I'll let you know when I get to law school and they're like, well, what do you want to do with your life? And I'm like, well, Miss Perez told me that I could be the change. So I think I'm going to be a public Thank defender. you. I'm getting a lot of promises from my students and none have come true yet. One of my students told me that when he becomes a famous basketball player, he's going to pull up to the side of with a Lamborghini and say, all right, I'll give you a million dollars. And I was like, mm, still waiting on that one. <laughs> waiting for my million bucks. That takes time. Takes time. I gotta yes, say, I'm not really a little skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> but I trust and believe in your promise more so, Sierra. <laughs> Thank you. But I feel like EGI or EJI would definitely be more, I could see how that would interest you. I feel like you've been a student who's been very much into like advocating for herself and equity before, you know, the resurgence of Black Lives Matter and the murder of George Floyd um, back in late May. So I could definitely see how that would be an interest of, to you and how you could do so much in that field as well. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it rings true. I'm trying. Yeah, work with Brian Stevenson. He, <laughs> Brian Stevenson. Amazing. <laughs> and Miss Perez and I will still be here, so get him to like guest speak for us or something. <laughs> Yeah. Like you gotta if really have a famous good. basketball player. We'll, we'll just be the coolest, coolest eater. I, I will try my absolute hardest. I'll see if I can pull some strings. Yeah, no <laughs> pressure, but like it's gotta happen. <laughs> I guess aside from Officer DiGiacomo's, because I guess the point of this episode that we're going to be doing with students is kind of talking to students that we know have been listening to the podcast. So aside from Officer DiGiacomo's um, episode, you know, were there any other episodes that stood out to you specifically as a student, as an African-American student? Um, well, I've been listening to this podcast and I just have to say that I absolutely love it. You guys are doing an amazing job. Um, I even left you guys an Apple review. I mean, I don't listen to my Apple, I listen on Spotify, but I've listened to Mr. Lee's episode, Mr. Fisher's, Ms. Braxton's, Ms. Greenwald, is that her name? Yes, okay. Yes, um, and I think out of all of them that stood out to me, well, I liked hearing Ms. Greenwald's episode because I felt like oftentimes people do live in divided houses on topics, not specifically about Black Lives Matter, but about issues that affect the world. And sometimes we don't always see eye to eye and that can like sometimes cause issues in our household. Um, but I thought it was important to like show to people like, hey, this is like what you deal with at home, like about you and your family being divided is normal because it happens in other households. Like it's not just you. Um, I thought that was, was really good. Um, I also liked the fact that she talked about buying her daughter dolls that, uh, of, were of different color because oftentimes, like, I feel like when I was a kid, like I had black dolls, I had like dolls of all colors, but I don't feel like they were quite as popular. I feel like they finally like hit their peak now. Like we have Black Barbie, we have all these different um, dolls of different ethnicities. So I think that's really, really great. Um, so I'm happy that she's trying to introduce diversity into her child's life at a young age. So I think that's really cool. What were your thoughts on, um, because Mr. Fisher is your vice principal, right? So he is my vice thoughts? principal. <laughs> what were your thoughts on his episode? I had never <laughs> talked to Mr. Fisher. Um, 
like I, I mean like hello in my life in passing, <laughs> but like I had never talked to Mr. Fisher like a single time and unfortunately I feel like um administrators are sometimes looked at, at as these authoritarian figures that like you only talk to them when you're being like disciplined when you've done something wrong when in actuality that like, you can talk to these people when you've done something good because they'll be happy for you you know they'll be proud um so I had never had a conversation with Mr. Fisher and I listened to his episode and I was like, hey, I'm going to go have a conversation with Mr. Fisher. So I did. And I told him that I listened to um, the podcast and I really liked it. And then we just like we talked about it for a little bit um, and then I left. <laughs> but um, now I say hi to Mr. Fisher in the hallway. You know, if I would like to talk to him, I wouldn't have a problem anymore I wouldn't feel like oh he's just there to like discipline people um I would actually converse with him I mean I don't really have much to talk about you know same old same old but he is um he's really approachable and then I found out he was 40 and I was like what is this nonsense (laughs) it's impossible (laughs) yes no way there's no he's lying to make himself feel better it's fake news um, it is fake news. You hear that, Mr. Fisher? No one's buying it. <laughs> um, but no, I thought it was, I, th- I think it's really nice um, that you guys allow, especially staff members, um, to just sit down and look at them in a different light. You know, you see your teachers and you're like, oh, they're just teachers. That's all they do is they teach. But there's so much more than teachers. You know, they're people who have lives outside of here, who have hobbies. Um, and I think it's like, I think it's it's nice. No hobby. (laughs) Me either. Um, It's nice that you get to experience um, them from a different point of view. So I thought that was really nice. Oh, Sarah, that was so kind. (laughs) And Mr. Fisher, I'm I'm so happy that that opened the door for you in your senior year too. Like, obviously, Sarah, you're not somebody who's getting in trouble all the time. So you wouldn't see Mr. Fisher a lot because you're not somebody that's always going down to the office. so you wouldn't get to see that other side of him. So it's nice that in your senior year, you were able to see another side of him and that this podcast like opened up for you. You guys gave me the, um, the prompt and I just took it and I, I just started having conversation. I mean, obviously like I'm big on building rapport with the staff here. I think the staff has made like my experience at Overbrook um, amazing. You guys are what keeps me coming back every 180 days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you guys you are always willing to have conversations, you're willing to laugh, to talk. Um, I definitely, I, I enjoy talking to everyone here, um, from DiGiacomo to Miss Braxton. Miss Banner will vouch for me. I'm in Miss Braxton's office every day. Um, All the time. <laughs> so I, I definitely think that building relationships with the staff here has made my uh, stay that's about to come to an end uh, very good. Mm, yes. That's yeah. awesome to hear, especially because I feel like in some of our episodes, we as staff members have talked about how much we like each other as staff members and how, so it's nice to hear that everything that all of us have been doing across the board, even before the podcast, is being recognized by students and all of the hours and the time and the energy that we put in is being appreciated and recognized. And that's not what we're doing it for, but it does like solidify for people who are listening like it's not just the staff members that like each other like overall we have a great rapport in the building 
Thank you, Sierra, for doing this. And yes. you will be missed next year. We're not going to rush it yet. You still have months and months and months, but you're yes. a student that will definitely be missed. Um, but your bathroom legacy will live on, you know, until the <laughs> next time that they'll need to be redone. <laughs> um, uh, and I wish to the next student who writes about the bathrooms, uh, good luck. They'll get fixed. <laughs> they always come through. So our next student that we have on the podcast with us is Scott Ward. Hey, Scott. Hi, Miss Banner. Hi, Miss Chris. <laughs> Hi, Scott. <laughs> so, Scott, do you want to just introduce yourself? Okay. Um, my name is Scott, and I am a senior at Overbrook High School, and I am from Berlin. Lovely place, Berlin. <laughs> a man of many tales. He just has so much to say here. <laughs> um, Scott, what did you say what grade you were in? I'm a senior. There we go. <laughs> yes. A senior yeah. applying to some colleges, right, Scott? Yep. Where are we um, looking at? Um, I was looking at University of West Virginia and Wilkes-Barre in Pennsylvania. Okay. Nice, Do you nice. know what you're looking to study, or are you still trying to, like, figure it out? Um, I want to go into the medical field. Um, I want to be a neonatal doctor fancy wow yeah um a neonatal doctor so what do they do <laughs> they take care of premature babies like babies that are born with like disabilities or are born with drugs in their system like um, alex karev i literally was just gonna be like oh so like in the nicu <laughs> like i know anything the only thing i know is like from gray's anatomy <laughs> <laughs> Scott will be the NICU doctor and Jules will be the NICU nurse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A little tag team there. Right. And then Sierra will be your lawyer if, if I don't know, anything happens. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta always be lawyered up. You never know. Yeah. So, Scott, over the summer, you had reached out to me about how you had been listening to our teachers, uh, talking with teachers podcast. Um, so do you have a favorite episode so far? I think my favorite episode was with the new teachers. With Miss Blumendetto, Miss Fisher, Miss Yes, Figueroa. it was Miss Fisher. Yeah. Are you, a, oh, well, because you want to be a, doctor so you you must be into science and it was like that first episode was like really science filled they also love bugs don't kill spiders do you, do you love bugs too scott <laughs> i don't love bugs yeah neither do i but don't tell them that <laughs> so so scott how do you you and your email had said that you like the podcast kind of made you want to like read some different books correct yeah, I wanted to read the book by Reynolds. It was Yeah, um All American Boys, right? Yes, All American Boys I wanted to read. Mm. Oh, okay. I have mm. a copy of it in my classroom if you ever want to borrow it. Okay. There you go. Jason Reynolds is doing that booktube thing. Did you see that? Uh, I think I just saw it on Twitter, but I saw it like 
as I was like Xing out of the app, and then when I went back, it was gone, and then I yeah, kind of like lost about it. Yeah. Yeah. But like another last fi- final thought, since this is going to be our student episode, is more so like what you enjoy about attending Overbrook, whether it's the staff, the students. Like, um, I like Overbrook because it's so diverse. There's multiple races. There's I like to see the teachers interact, like you and Miss Banner. Like when I was sitting in class, you just laugh <laughs> out loud, and you can, like, you're two different people, and seeing uh, like two different people connect is good to see. Mm. It's not there's not everyone in the world is a bad person, and working at McDonald's, I can see that there is really awful people like yesterday i had someone yell at me saying that they had two orders and told me to go get their food i said i didn't know that ma'am like you can like be just a little bit respectful to me i'm only well yesterday i was only 17 years old thank you thank you yeah and customer service is hard because I have to be a professional at my job, but... But it's when I used to work at the restaurant, it teaches you, like, a whole nother level of respect for people in the service or retail industry. Because, like, the amount of things that people ask you for or expect from you, and especially, mm-hmm. like, a teenager working at McDonald's. Like, it's just, what more are you looking for from me? Or, like, oh, if you could just calmly have explained that, we could have been done by now. Um, right so that's definitely the hard part you can always tell who worked in the service industry before and who hasn't worked in the service industry before Mm. I feel like because Mm. they're always I feel like you always know to be respectful or like to ask for things kindly oftentimes I feel like in the service industry people are just expected to be given something or we're expect you're expected to know that they should have had two orders and it's like Mm. how would I have known that (laughs) but when you're a neonatal doctor, you won't have to worry about that anymore. No, oh, because I'll be dealing with little babies. Exactly. <laughs> I definitely have more patience for children than adults. Yeah, that's why I'm a teacher. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> literally, why? Because, I don't know, I like teaching you guys these things rather than an adult where I'm like, you should know this already. Yes, right. <laughs> what other episodes have you listened to, Scott? Um, I listened to some when you first started, but I kind of like drifted away because I got busy with work, mm. school, and everything else. So I I kind of like stopped. Oh, bit, hate I hate when do, life I, gets in the way. Right, life I gets in the way of all the good back. stuff. Well, you'll definitely listen to this one because you're a feature here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um. All right. Thanks, Scott. Juliana, do you want to introduce yourself with your name and your age and your grade and everything about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school, what your passions are, your hobbies, your favorite food, your favorite color? Yeah, of course. So, um, my name's Juliana Ringstaff. I'm a senior at Overbrook. I grew up in Pine Hill. Um, my hobbies, I do sports. I play soccer, basketball, and softball. I go to school every day and um, I come home from sports and that is my day. Great job. A triple threat, as we call it. (laughs) Yes. And I guess like future aspirations, what do you want to do? What do you want to do after school? 
I want to become a NICU nurse. That's because, like, my little cousin, he was a preemie as a baby, and I saw his struggles, so I was like, um, I would be interested to do something like that. What school are you looking to go to? Um, so if I get them two free years at Camden County, I'm definitely taking those two free years, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to Rowan to get my BSN. Good plan. Yeah, yeah. definitely a good plan. That I think is the best move. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing to. If stop it's free, at. it's for me. <laughs> exactly. Free is free, especially to go and free for your like gen ed classes. Right. Uh, why not? Right. I definitely mm -hmm. give you guys like my opinion on the movement. Um. So, I feel as though like I will never feel the pain of a color person ever, and I will never go through what they have gone through, especially like all that pain. And it's like, they can keep protesting and protesting and protesting, but the people who don't like color people are not gonna listen and they're gonna pass it on to their children and the children are gonna keep passing on to their children. And it's like, there's always gonna be that one person in the world that's gonna hate a color person just because of their skin color. And it's really sad. Hmm. And How do you think that you guys like your generation, do you think is breaking that cycle a little bit? I think we are breaking that cycle, but I wanted to bring up the fact that like whenever I talk to like one of my friends, like whether it be like anyone, I always have to say like, okay, be safe. I love you. Mm -hmm. Because like we don't know if they're coming home. Mm -hmm. And like the other day, one of my friends were jogging at night when I was working at the ice cream stand. I was like, do you want me to take you home? And she was like, no. I said, well, I'm scared that you're not going to make it home because mm -hmm. it's really dark out and you're running by yourself. And I've seen so many stories and I want to see you tomorrow in school. And if I don't, I'll be really upset if I don't see you. And it hit her. She was like, maybe you should take me home. I said, yeah, I will take you home because I was scared I wasn't going to see her the next day. Hmm. It's so crazy because I feel like you guys are like, I don't think we had to worry, like, not, I don't think we had to worry about this, but it wasn't so prominent when we were growing up. Right. Like, it yeah. was, and we've talked about this. I think the social media puts it in your faces, so it, you are so, like, enamored in this life now. Right. Yeah. Like, you're always seeing videos, articles, photos, something. Like, yeah. I didn't even have an iPhone until I was graduating from high school. So, yeah. like, I... I had a MySpace, and the biggest drama that came out of that was your top eight, not all of the other social injustice discussions. And right. Like, I feel as though, like, whenever I'm out with, like, my friends, like, one of my colored friends, and, like, I'm so little, and it's, like, so much I can do. But, like, when I'm out with them, and, like, they're taller than me, like, a diet's taller than me. Mm -hmm. And I feel as though, like, if something were to happen in public, I feel as though I would be protecting them because of my skin color. And it's like, it's it's hard to think that. But they think they're always protecting me because I'm so little and my friends are bigger than me. They're like, we're protecting Jules. But in my mind, I'm like, if something were to ever happen and they saw me with them, they would probably think like, oh, nothing of it because this girl's white. So she, there's nothing wrong with her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I see so many colored people that are so nice and generous. And it's like, I can't believe someone could hate someone over like a skin color. I don't know. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is sad. No. But 
It's not everybody, and that's, I think, what we have to keep yeah. telling ourselves. Plus, yeah. you guys are changing, like, the world. <laughs> right? It's hope that, you know, you guys say something, and you take those steps to make the world that you're living in a better place. Yeah, and it's, um, feels though, like, I always tell myself that, like, if anything ever happens to, like, me or, like, one of my friends, I'll say something, but then this one day over the summer, me and my mom were in Sam's Club, and this is, like, right when, like, Corona started. We were in Sam's Club, and when I'm with my mom, I look Asian, but when I'm with my dad, I look white. So I was with my mom this time, and there was two white families in front of us because we were checking out. This lady was coming around the glass to scan their items, and she was, keep in mind, she was white, too, and she came around to scan the first family's items, and then she came around the second to scan the second family's items, and then right when she saw me and my mom, she said, behind the glass. Me and my mom didn't think anything of it before, like, we left, and she was, like, she was reaching over the glass, like, they're, like we had corona, and me and my mom go out, I said, Mom, why do you think she did that? My mom was, like, I don't know. I said, do you think it's because we're Asian? And my mom said, oh, my God, you're right. And, like, we were, like, I kind of knew what was going on when it happened, but I didn't want to say anything. Like, I don't know. And then right when I was in that moment, I was like, it's so much like someone could be like, oh, I'm going to say something when I go in public. But right when it happens to you, it's like, like, I don't want to say anything. Like, I'm mm. too upset to even say anything to them. Yeah. I think sometimes it's harder when it's happening to you rather than if you are out with a friend because you want to jump into defend your friend. But when it's you, you're just like, oh my gosh, this is happening to me. And you do, you get upset and you're just like caught up and then you don't want to become the angry minority. So you kind of stay quiet sometimes. Yeah. But I didn't realize until I left, like that's, that's what it was. I was like, yeah. Sometimes your brain processes it slower. Like, you think it's what's happening to you, and then once you get out of it, you're like, oh, yeah, that's definitely what happened to me. And, like, right when I turned around, she was coming around the glass, scanning people's items like it was nothing. I I feel as though, like, I never realized that, like, I was at least somewhat different from some other people because I was Asian until, like, that moment. Like, my friends and me, like, we'll joke about, like, how I'm Asian because, like, I'm one of, like, the only Asian people in, like, my friend group. But then, like, I was like, wow, like, that really just happened to me. And, like, I was upset that day. Right. I had to, yeah. I had to tell my brother, like, I express this to my brother and my little cousin. I don't care what color someone is or what race someone is what religion someone is you do not treat them differently than anyone else unless you sit down and have a conversation with them you smile to them in public and you wave and you say hi and you go both ways you don't know what goes on in someone's life to be like to be rude to someone just not how life should be Juliana, you are far beyond your years. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, keep telling me more. <laughs> yeah. I remember when you told me that story, though, last year. And I was like, what? Or last year, it was the same year. <laughs> but, like, right when someone does that, I don't know. I'm like, what is going on? Feels like um, quarantine definitely, like, opened my eyes and a few other people's eyes about, like, what's going on. Like, I didn't really, like sit down and like think to myself like what is going on right now you know what i mean because we had all that time to think about like what was going on 
So mm-hmm. I feel as though that's where all my perspectives came from was all that sitting down and just yeah. Like, Should have been running for soccer, but like it's fine. Ran like one time and sent Miss Banner video. <laughs> Um, so then Jules, you had reached out saying that like you had been listening to our podcast or as you refer to it, a talk show. Um, so what has it is been title talking with teachers? Yes. What has been one of your favorite episodes? My favorite was Mr. Fisher's mm-hmm. because he really got into depth about like his childhood. And when he realized he was different and then that whole situation where Mr. Fisher was wearing a face mask and then the guy like put up his hands and said, oh, you got me or something like that. That like really like I was like, oh, my God. So if I was Mr. Fisher, I'd be like, dude, you better back up because it's not going to be good for you. Mr. Fisher kind of laughed it off because like, like I said, the moment that whole Asian situation happened to me, I kind of just walked away. And Mr. Fisher, like, I know Mr. Fisher. He's um, a very serious guy. <laughs> and uh, he probably just laughed it off because he didn't want to be rude in the situation when it happened. Like, what can you right. do? What's he going to do, snap at the guy? And then what's that going to He's not going right. to do that. Then it fits almost that stranger's agenda that yeah. he was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, he was probably taken aback too. Even though it was Mr. Fisher, he was probably still just taken aback by yeah, yeah, what was happening. And like, um, feels though. Um, Mr. Fisher told a story about like when he was five, and some kid called him the N word, and he came home and he asked his mom and his kids. I don't. I've never seen Mr. Fisher's kids, so I don't know if like you can tell that they're mixed kids or not. But like, I I don't know what he's gonna do when like his kid comes home and says like dad this kid called me the n-word like my heart would break if my kids ever came home and told me that like even mm-hmm. like a racial term i'll be like why are kids that age being so rude mm-hmm. like the other day my brother was on his google um he was on his google um classroom and this kid said something to him i didn't know about it my mom didn't know about it he goes in, he tells the principal what happened, but he didn't tell us. He comes home and he tells us, I said, Brandy, why didn't you tell us? He said, I don't know. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if, like, if you guys like would help me. I said, Brian, we would help you no matter what. Like, I don't care. I'll I'll go to war for you. Because Randy's very, um, Miss Banner's met Randy. Randy's like super sweet. He's and awesome. He, shout he out to Randy. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Randy. He has like, he's on a spectrum of autism. But you can't tell when you see him. But I guess, like, it breaks my heart when I see kids shy away from him because he's not, like, I don't know how to explain it. He's not like me. Like, I'm very outgoing, and people tend to draw towards me because of, like, my outgoing, bubbly personality. And, like, with him, he's a little different from everyone. And I tell him all the time, I said, Randy, you got to tell me when stuff's going on. And he cried one night, so... Well, he has somebody like you fighting for him. Yeah. Knowing that. And you just have to keep saying, you have to tell me what's going on. Because when you can't bottle that stuff up, that's when it becomes the the bigger issue. Mm-hmm. But when you have someone like you, Juliana, who is constantly like, tell me what's going on. I will go to war for you. Yeah, yeah. I think he's probably going to tell you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, Mr. Fisher's episode, to go back to that, was um, a highly um, popular. It's been everyone's favorite, I think. Yeah, great job. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we end this? Um, I like the staff at Overbrook, too, I guess. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I really do like you guys. I feel as though I could come to you guys about anything. But I also did like um, Rosser's episode. Really good. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> soccer coach. Shout out to Rosser for not saying he was a soccer coach. There it is. Got him. <laughs> this is great Jules thank you so yep. much for joining us thank you for taking the time to do it let me see
Thank you.